Mike's Daily Podcast. Ep- ep- episode 1497. I am your host, Mike Matthews. Oh, pinch my cheeks, do I not smile? It is the ep- ep- episode where we have some people stop by Benita, the disgruntled fiddle player, and the brewmaster. And I watched a show, I think every Christmas. Mike's Daily Podcast. During my marriage. And this movie was called The Family Stone with a Dermot McRooney. Mike's Daily Podcast. Mulrooney Dermot, something like that. Hey, this is what I wanted to say was that the Hallmark Channel does a stupid Walmart commercial and the Hallmark Channel does the Family Stone type movies every day. And it's wall to wall, cheap knockoffs of that movie. I have noticed. And Mike's Daily Podcast. The Christmas Train seems to be the one I'm hooked on right now, but that's got the girl Mike's Kimberly Williams. Daily Brad Paisley's wife. Podcast. She was in Father of the Bride. Yeah. And there she is with Dilmut McRooney Dermot McDermott guy. And yes, I am stealing from a Saturday Night Live sketch that was really funny. Where a black contestants trying to figure out the difference between the two actors because they're so white and so the same basically hey look who walked in hi mark it's benita the rodeo queen how y'all doing it's a disgruntled fellow player tell you what what this time of year i love all them holiday movies i was walking hello mark i make the delicious root beer oh boy awesome. thank you you know holiday movies Perfect on a day like today, whereas I stare out through the glass of cafe anyway, I see the rain is a pouring down. And it's so, it makes you feel warm inside holiday movies. But I do want to point out something. Yesterday, I, or the last show, I, I bashed the, what do you call them? Food trucks. Today, I would like to bash not only the Hallmark Channel, which I love, but also people who walk dogs on trails near my house in Podcastro Valley Mont. And here's today's podcast picture. That walk two dogs simultaneously and they have them on leash and they can't control them. And I thereby have to walk all the way off the trail, all the way practically into the bushes with my dog Basil the Boxer. And do, do you think Basil and I enjoy being walking into the bushes? No. No. But this guy, what, this has happened a couple of times. The guy today had two dogs. One was some kind of Rhodesian Ridgeback boxer pit bull mix. And the other was some kind of a black German Shepherd uh, the, the border collie type mix. And the dogs are just, you know, one barks, the other barks. And they're inciting each other and getting each other rowled up growled up and they're barking at Basil and ah, it was ridiculous. So that happened today. But recently, this was odd. One time, I I had just re-injured my foot due to another dog skirmish, which I went into in a previous show. I will not go into it here, but I was on a trail in Cold Canyon where I saw Bob 
Bob is the guy that is working on all this music that he recorded over the years. He's putting it into CD form and giving it to his kids. Isn't that awesome? He's a great drummer, Bob. And he likes Basil the Boxer. I sent him an email today. Ooh, hey, Bob. If you want to see Bob perform, let me tell you where you can find him because he just he sent me an email recently. And you can see him perform at the McGee's. That's it, McGee's in Alameda. That's happening Friday, December 8th. So looking at my calendar on the wall here at Cafe Anyway, that is a week from this Friday. And then on Wednesday the 20th, that is the Wednesday just before Christmas. Christmas. It's Christmas. It's going to be uh, Bob performing at the Main Street Brewery in Pleasanton, not too far away from where I am today, from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. And 9 p.m. to midnight is the McGee's one. But yeah, Main Street Brewery, they make their own beer. It's pretty good stuff. So go see Bob perform in his band. I think it's a trio, and he plays the drums. But my point being, I was walking along this trail where I've often run into Bob in Cold Canyon, but I didn't see him this day. And my foot's hurting a little bit, and I'm walking up this hill on the trail, and Basil's off leash. And all of a sudden, this young girl, probably a a teenager, but a little bit older teenager, she's walking down the trail, and she's got two dogs on leash, and one of them is barking like crazy. And it's a German Shepherd mix, but it's not doing the typical German Shepherd bark, which is a It's more like this this screaming howl, this this like panicked bark. And she says to me, we just got this dog from the rescue. So I don't really have control over. And she loses one of the dogs and the dog goes running after Basil. But Basil's fine. Basil doesn't care. Basil's like, oh, nice to meet you. And then the other dog... Uh, is just pulling this poor girl every which way and I'm you know I I am kind of shouting to her what to do but she finally lets the dog go and the dog doesn't go anywhere it just goes over and sniffs a tree it's the leash my friends as I've said it over and over again in the segment the word of the leash is a help in some ways, but it is a hindrance. It is the law, but it is also a hindrance in many ways. It gives the dog a psychological need, a, psych- a, a, a psychological false feeling that, they, that, that, that they're boxed in and they can't help you and they're trying to defend you and they just go nuts. It makes dogs go nuts. And the girl eventually, we, you know, she's, down the trail at this point and is able to collect both dogs and she was fine. But the, the leash is what messes it all up. So that, I just wanted to bring that up. That and people, you've got to let go. When you've got a friend who's single, you know what? Yeah, the guy or girl that's single could use maybe a little bit of help sometimes. But everybody (laughs) that I know that knows that I'm single are, are, once again, a hindrance. They're not helping me in any sort of way when they're trying to, when they're like, Mike, you know, how about this person? No, 
they try and fix me up with people I'm not interested in or people that I know it wouldn't work. And look, I, you have to understand where I am in my life. Even though I'm single, I have been married before. I have been in love. I have loved and lost. And I am happy with that Shakespeare uh, soliloquy uh, that said that better to love than to never have loved at all. Loved and lost, rather. I've lost, and I'm fine with that. It was good, it was, the, it was great. You know, I wouldn't have gotten married if it wasn't the best. And I, I've loved deeply, but it, it didn't work out. And I've got a very high standard for what the next one should be. And I made a mistake after I got divorced, got, I got online, did the online dating thing, and it led to someone who was basically my wife and was doing all the wrong things that my wife used to do that, w- that was wrong that led to the divorce eventually, just the bad communication. And this, well, this person was worse than my wife. I don't know what the stupid online dating app was trying, was, it was wrong, very wrong, as Donald Trump would say. Wrong. <laughs> you don't even know me. Uh, it was so bad. And I realized at that point that A, I think I need to be single a while, uh, and B, that I just, I don't want what I had. I, I mean, I want what I had, but I have a better, a better version of it, if I'm trying to make any sort of sense here. That, that uh, you know, was the whole reason why I got married in the first place was because certain parts of it were right. The communication would seem to be working in the beginning. Um, there was uh, the same sort of wants and desires for our future. But at any rate, peop- I got a text today. This all leads to a text that someone texted me. And they said, uh, did you call so-and-so yet? And this, in this text, this person said, did you call so-and-so yet? No, you didn't. Give her a call. She's waiting for the right guy to come along. She just doesn't know it's you yet. And I wrote back, what is this all about? Did you just watch Sleepless in Seattle? That logic that this person texted me with, she's waiting for the right guy to come along. She just doesn't know it's you yet. What? That could pertain to any woman I'm attracted to. I, so they, they just don't know it's me yet. No, they don't know. They know it's not me yet. That's why it hasn't turned into anything yet. See, this is the same sort of logic. And yes, this logic came to me via a guy that is leading to a lot of our messed up sexual harassment things going on in this world. People don't realize when it, it's, it, it's, it's wrong as the person who wrong. I am ironically referring to here. Uh, it is not meant to be so... Anyway, this sort of advice, cafe anyway. Anyway. Is a hindrance to me. And ooh, I just don't need that right now. I don't. Back off. Back the bleep off. So, mikesdailypodcast.com is where you can see the past podcast pictures. I forgot to mention what the podcast picture was today. It's of this person who just walked in. 
Michael Marcio, it's Madame Ruth, a big old I found a very cute girl for you. Ooh. Okay, well, let's see. Now, that's words I'd like to hear. That's good. I would like to meet her, and let's see how it goes. Very good. Ooh. See, that's what I want. Not you trying to push me into some relationship that I don't want. I want one that I want. I know what I want. Da 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 da. Ooh hoo hoo. I don't know. I want candy. Dun 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 dun. Hey, the podcast picture is of Madame Rudabega and I talking. And then I wanted to mention that Amelia Earhart, there's this big story about her that in Guam, a man with ties to Saipan shared information that promotes a theory that Amelia Earhart was brought to the island of Saipan and held prisoner 80 years ago. This guy who lives in Chamorro said that his uncle worked at the prison where Amelia Earhart and Fred Noonan were taken prisoner in Saipan. The History Channel shared the theory that the two were taken prisoner in a recent TV special called Amelia Earhart, The Lost Evidence. This according to USA Today. 80 years after Earhart made her voyage around the world, people are still trying to figure out what happened to the famed pilot. The theory shared by a History TV special says Earhart was captured and executed on Saipan by the Empire of Japan. The US government and military knew it and even found and exhumed her body. Both governments have been lying about it ever since. That is the theory, anyway. Uh, there is also this story going on today about the New York Mall. Perhaps you've heard more about it. Uh, since then, this report just recently came out that a mall in New York's Hudson Valley was evacuated amid reports of a shooting on a crowded holiday shopping today. People said two people were injured, but it was unclear whether they were shot. State police trooper Stephen Neville said no other information was immediately available. But you will probably, by the time you catch the podcast, being the nature of podcasts, you'll probably hear more about it later. But at this point, it says the possible shooting happened at an American Eagle store. Uh, um, and now people driving while playing Pokemon Go caused millions in damages in 148 days. What the heck? You know, and hasn't this thing been over with for over a year? For a brief period last summer, Pokemon Go reigned supreme. I remember I talked about it on the podcast, going to one of my favorite parks to go to right by the bay. The, 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 the San Leandro Marina Park Peninsula Park And it was just packed With young people Some that looked like they had never seen the sun uh, Bearded hipsters You name it All types Walking around with their s- smartphones And it was huge And I had no idea what was going on People with tablets and smartphones Walking all over And it was big Well Death by Pokemon Go is uh, a new paper that shows the darker side of the massively popular augmented reality team. Purdue University economists Mara Faccio and John McConnell combed through accident reports from Tippecanoe County, Indiana in the first 148 days after the game was released in July of last year. In that county alone, 
The total value from injuries, damage, and the two lives lost is between 5.2 million and 25 and a half million. If you scale this to cover the entire U.S., it would suggest two billion dollars, and even maybe 7.3 billion were lost in just those few months. During those 148 days, there were 286 additional crashes that occurred in the county compared to the same period before. Of those, 134 were near pokey stops. In this scenario, it's crucial to determine that Pokemon Go caused these damages directly as opposed to just causing people to be outside more, thus more likely to be hit by cars. I noticed actually a few weeks ago over at Lake Elizabeth near where I work in Fremont, there were some people, young people, hipster types that had their smartphones out. And I go, I thought this is over with. I thought Pokemon Go was done. And they're like, oh no, it's still alive. We're still doing it. I thought that was interesting. And there's some young kids that I see do it around my house, near my house in Podcastro Valley. To understand how they figured this out, it's important to remember that in the world of Pokemon Go, there are Pokestops and there are gyms. Pokestops are where you can go get more Pokeballs and pick up supplies. Gyms are where you battle. You're supposed to walk around to hit all these spots, but plenty of people cheated by driving to the various stops, then hopping out of the car and picking up some supplies or going for a quick battle. To prevent idiots from doing this, the makers of Pokemon Go made it hard to play the game while moving at a high speed. If you're going too fast, you just can't battle at a gym. But this wasn't the case for all Pokestops. This according to The Verge. And finally, the, the bizarrely mundane um, this was about wh- oh, why North Korea has been so quiet lately. And the reason is bizarrely mundane, and that is because right now uh, the weather is bad. Oh, why? Hey, how come? Let me ask you a question. You're a podcast listener. Maybe you can tell me. Why is it that MSN on, Go- on Google Chrome cannot load it or you can load a page and then it dies within a few minutes and you get this error message that says oh not enough memory to load the page i don't understand why that is going on i've tried every sort of configuration and that always happens and it's making me hate msn but this story here from vox talks about it uh they think some people think that north korea is getting ready for the uh, Olympics happening in South Korea. They're going to be there in February of 2018. Uh, but North Korea has to deal with bad weather. It, missile launches require good weather. Even NASA delays rocket launches sometimes because of storms. And there you go. And this, the page just died yet again. So there we go. As we go outside a cafe anyway, we're bringing Mike's Daily Podcast somewhere in Podcaster Valley. I found it fascinating that the weather's so bad in North Korea this time of year. Uh, Many of North Korea's 25 million citizens are starving and poor weather conditions exacerbate that problem. North Korea usually eats about 100, uh, North Korean usually eats about 1,640 calories a day while the US health officials recommend consuming about 2,000 calories a day. Uh, And, oh, the 
There's a North Korea suffers from brutally cold and blustery winter weather. The country is sometimes called the frozen land and the temperature can drop well below zero. Its capital city, Pyongyang, sees an average of 37 snowfall days per year. It's therefore pretty hard to plan a missile launch when conditions are so poor. And their harvest season takes place during the last three months of the year. Instead of preparing missile launches, North Korea troops travel to rural areas to perform mundane agricultural chores. So that's going on too. And life is a little more than a daily struggle to find enough food to stay alive, says a British aid worker who spent time in rural North Korea. Every scrap of earth that can be used to grow something is being used. North Korean military also usually trains in the winter, says one security expert. Preparations for the exercises require resources like fuel and money, which means there are fewer of each to launch missiles. The drills usually begin in December and sometimes continue into April. So that's what's going on over there. Next show, we're going to have the wonderful Madame Rutabaga will be back, Valentino and Bison Bentley. And yeah, I'm hoping for good times for the next show. I'm expecting it to be just fantastic and riveting. Maybe when I get done watching this Christmas train story and see how Dermot Mulrooney McDermott gets together with Kimberly Williams, that it'll be really uplifting and inspiring. That's what I'm hoping for. Mike, you've just got to go out and get her. She doesn't know she wants you yet. Huh? Mike's Daily Podcast is written and produced and performed by Mike Matthews. His podcast is super easy to find. Download or listen to his show and read his blog at mikesdailypodcast.com. Email Mike now at mikesdailypodcast at gmail.com. See you tomorrow. Bye.